So, yeah, I I ordered a Spinzel. Sp uh, Wait, one second. Uh, one second. Can I put a stop here? Um, should we just start the introduction and just be like, then this is the episode number and everything like that, and then just we can just talk and just you know be like, hey, we're just having a discussion about this, and then. I think this is all going in. Okay, fair enough. Well, welcome to episode whatever this is. <laughs> uh, yeah, welcome to the um, podcast, and hopefully you're enjoying this. If this is your first time listening, um, this podcast is kind of about food and also sometimes just Quinn and I talking about things that we like. And so today I interrupted Quinn, and you can continue now discussing what you uh, <laughs> what you wanted to share. Yeah, with I would say this is like fifty percent food and like. The rest is like maybe us bitching about YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or yeah, or sometimes we get cool interviews too. So definitely, yes. if it's your first time listening, definitely uh, check out those interviews. They're really gold. Some of them. So. So. Although, we uh, we really need to figure out: is there a better way than just recording the Skype audio? Um. I mean, we put them together afterwards and i think that that's but, but i'm saying like besides getting the guests to set up their oh, own recording i honestly don't think so i mean like i listen to some podcasts where it's like you know they they put a lot of work and stuff into this and sometimes you can tell it's just a skype call or like they're just somebody calling in like and like listen to some i'm really into some history podcasts and like they'll get expert guests who are like top professors and like they'll invite them on and it'll just be like really terrible phone reception. So I think it's just like a universal podcast thing. Unless you have somebody in the studio with you, I think it's always going to be some sort of like Skype quality. Yeah, in the comments, if you know of just a better audio conferencing program, uh, let me know. Yeah, or if you have um, suggestions for microphones or anything like that as well, I'm always interested in hearing about like what people's thoughts are in different like types of technology. I'm always like trying to get the best for some reason, but like not spend any money. So that's yeah. <laughs> that's like the opt. You want to optimize the the quality and like minimize the like the amount you pay for it. <laughs> it's like yeah. Yeah, I, I posted the um, recent Sandor interview which you should check out, um, on Reddit, and I got really pissy in the comments. <laughs> really? Yeah, because there were a lot of comments about the audio quality, and I'm like, oh, what do you use for your podcast? But, like, were they talking about from Sandor or from you? I like both. Okay. Well, what do you use for a microphone? Uh, I'm currently running on my shitty built-in mic, because my mixer died. Oh. No, I mean, well, I mean, we have to work on getting you a, a mixer. So if you want to contribute towards the podcast and get Quinn a mixer, <laughs> check out our Patreon link in the description below. Yeah, and again, as we'll mention in a moment, um, other purchases were a bigger priority. Um, so, again, I basically spent like, half the money I have in the world on a centrifuge. So, can you, like, because I, I was 
thinking that it was like these ones that you can get from like Banggood or something like that. But this is like is the, the this is the continuous one, right? Yep. So you just like throw your vegetables or fruits or whatever into this thing, and then it like how do you know how much like acceleration it has? Uh, two thousand G's. Holy crap! <laughs> it yeah. would yeah that would like definitely kill you if you were able to get into it somehow. But I think it's pretty small. <laughs> yeah, the um the static capacity for the spinzel is five hundred mils. That's but pretty then, good. But then what you can do is <clears throat> if there's not a lot of solids in the material you're running, you can continuously feed liquid into the machine. So like would fruit count? Could you could you just like toss strawberries in and like Oh uh, I mean you need to puree them. Okay, so you'd puree strawberries, but then, like, that would work, probably, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. What else, like, do you have any plans for this, specifically? Are you, like, really oh, excited? Okay. I've got, like, I can't even tell you how many plans I've got. <laughs> You've got, like, um, I mean, like, what, can you, can we get us, like, some hints? Like, what's, uh, what's something you're really, like, excited to do? Well, the good thing about talking about plans you have with the centrifuge, is that it doesn't matter because no one else can do them. Oh, okay, so you don't have to worry about, like, somebody trying to steal your ideas? Yeah, like, I'm, I'm confident, and this is a bold claim, I'm going to be the number one cooking centrifuging channel on YouTube. Whoa, that is a bold claim. <laughs> but, I mean, if and you're the only one, then it's... <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, so, like, maybe for people who aren't really familiar with what a centrifuge can do, can you, like, maybe explain, like, what is the difference between this and, like, a juicer? Okay, so, a centrifuge is normally associated with industrial or laboratory processes, and basically, it spins material very fast. And this simulates sort of amplified gravity. And the results are that materials separate by density. And like for this you <clears throat> excuse me, sorry. And for this you can do like separation of like you don't you I guess so like let's talk about plants, I guess. So this is I think I've so I've read about this, and let's just see. You can correct me if I'm wrong. Like, for plants, like, when you juice something, you're typically breaking down the cell wall of that, and what you're getting at is basically you're just getting the juice that's behind the cell wall. And that's, like, actually what you're doing when you're making juice. And basically, this is the process of ripping up the, the structure of the fruit, for example, to get the juice from the inside. But when you have, like, centrifuge, but you have, like, the, the, the wall and all the other plant material in with the juice, which is fine. I mean, we, we drink this. It tastes great. But, like, there's cool stuff, I guess, that you can do when you, like, actually separate out, like, the different layers of, like, now you have the cell wall at one la layer, and now you have, like, the nucleus at another layer, and here's where all of the, like, internal whatever. I'm not a biologist. I don't know. I don't know all of the different yeah, parts of the cell, but, like, it's not yeah. quite. It's not quite that specific. But basically what it allows you to do, because even in a high-quality juicer, there's still, like, a pulpiness to the juice, especially with certain um, fruits and vegetables. 
And so, especially with the help of enzymes like pectinase, what you can do is basically get crystal clear juice. Oh, yeah. I think, it's, so, like, you can get strawberry juice that just, like, it tastes like strawberry juice, but it's clear. Yeah, it's, like, crystal clear, and basically the centrifuge lets you very quickly separate any solids. And, like, by extension, do you then also get, like, a layer of just, like, the pigment, where you can just have, like, red pigment that you can put wherever you want? Uh, yeah, I think some of that remains in solution. Okay. Look at it. It is still red juice. When I say clear, I mean it's not cloudy at all. Okay. Ah. Okay. Okay. Um. Cool. I think that's like pretty pretty awesome. And I mean, you can also do stuff, I guess, outside of you know, uh, fruit as well. So, for example, yeah. you can you can enrich uranium two thirty eight. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> you can do that with the with the uh, centrifuge, but I think it has to be a little more powerful. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> um, but like for certain applications, like carbonated cocktails, which I love doing, um, you basically need clarified juice. Okay, because you really want to like have this stuff shine. Well, no. If there's any solids or pectin in the mixture, it will foam. Ah, okay. This makes sense as to why I've like, if you make like a, there's, there's just some fruit that you can't like add stuff to. It just gets nasty. Like, I think I've put like strawberry juice in champagne before and it's just come out like, you get this nasty foamy mess. Yeah, exactly. Okay. This is, this is kind of making sense now. Okay. So again, without a centrifuge, you can juice the fruit, add the enzyme, and then wait, and then let it separate out naturally. But that takes a lot of time, and in that time, your juice is degrading. So, okay, and then in this case, you can just, like, have the juice, like, completely... Yeah, that's cool. And also, for certain green juices, like, you literally can't achieve the level of freshness without a centrifuge. Well, I think that uh, you can open up a little juice bar now that you have one. Well, one thing I am (laughs) considering going to sell is um, herb oil. Can you get oil as well from this this thing? Mm Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. So it's, it's a really cool technique. Um, Dave Arnold, the creator of this centrifuge, did a little demo video with um, Kenji Love as well. Oh, okay. I think I saw this a long time ago, maybe, but I'm not sure. Well, it, it was back when the spins level was a prototype. Okay. Well, in any case, maybe we should try to get actually either Kenji Lopez alt or. I forgot the name of the guy that you said just Dave Arnold. Dave Arnold on on the podcast actually. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm in touch a little bit because he actually does a weekly podcast slash call-in show. <laughs> I would be so nervous to have a podcast with Kenji Lopez Alt. I feel like he would hate me, and 
I would, I would like, you know, that would be a really like nerve wracking podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a big deal. Because like my channel is called the Flavor Lab, and I already get a lot of crap about this. People are like, "Oh, you're just ripping off Kenji Lopez Alt's Food Lab," you know. And I'm like, "Yeah, but I really wanted to name my stuff Channel Lab, and there's not a lot of food words, <laughs> or at least I couldn't think of very many." Um, yeah. Anyways, but he would also be really cool. I love his work. Well, we can definitely try and make that happen. Yeah, I think I can probably get. I might be able to get Dave Arnold on. That'd be cool. That would be cool. So, like, now that you've gotten this out of the way, like, what what other thing are you just like? I this is the next thing I'm gonna buy with my money, other than it's a just, mixer for your microphone. Again, I'm I'm not gonna buy anything for a little while now. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. I think that's also true. I'm so I'm now in the process of writing my thesis, and I will be hopefully finishing in the next few months. And like, I'm planning on moving. And, like, so that's kind of, like, forbidden me from, or, like, per- basically made it not a good idea to buy anything more. But, like, I'm definitely using this time to, like, think about what I want. So I'm still trying to figure this out, but I think I want... If you, if you, if you can swing it, man, a centrifuge is really cool. <laughs> and, well, something that made me feel better is that one of my caregivers said she spent more money on, like, a really, really good juicer. So ah. I'm like, oh, that's kind of a good analogy, kind of. Yeah, I mean, it's better than that. Did you hear about that whole thing with that, uh, what was that juicer called? Juicero. Oh, yeah, God, don't even. <laughs> don't let's, let's talk about this for people who weren't aware. I mean, like, we could just briefly talk about this, but I, I just found out that the whole company went, like, bankrupt. and Of I'm, course they did. I'm they not, weren't selling anything. I'm not super surprised. Like, I mean, because people were like, can't you just do this with your hands? You can just, like, take these juice bags and, like, squeeze them. And they're like, no, don't do that. Like, there's some reason you can't do that, but don't do it. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay. Um, yeah, so they sold a juicer that, get this, didn't juice anything. <laughs> yeah, you bought bags that were... So first off, as well, it was also, like, super internet connected and like mm. it had like qr codes and like you had to be connected to wi-fi and you needed to have some sort of plan with them and they would send you these bags that was and it was supposed to like quote unquote cold press the juice out of the fruit in the bag because really they were selling bags of fruit puree basically and they were they're quite expensive too like one thing was like around Ten dollars or something. And then, right? yeah, and then the juicer in the biggest air quotes you can imagine was literally just a device that pressed this bag of puree, and then juice came out. Yeah, and it was like people were like, "Why? What? What's the point? Like, <laughs> I can do this with my hands." And and the, I mean, like I said, I think the juices themselves are quite like one bag costs you like something like ten dollars or something like this and it was just you're buying a bag of fruit that was i don't even think frozen or something i don't know how they preserve this but again it was just literally a bag of fruit puree yeah that was that was like the biggest uh i i wonder like what the investors thought when they were like backing this product they're like yeah a bag of puree sounds great like 
Let's invest on this. And it was quite a lot of money that they invested into this thing. Yep. Oh. So if you don't know about that, you should definitely check it out on YouTube because there's a lot of funny videos that go over the history of Juicero. And uh, mm. it's quite entertaining in the from the perspective of, like, why? Why would you do this? <laughs> it doesn't it make you want to make something dumb like that. And you're like, I could make millions of dollars. I, you know, okay, I think about this a lot. Because, like, there is... I, I think about how silly it is sometimes, like... So, I feel like... I'm going to just take a step back here. And, like, I, I feel like in 30, 40 years ago, it was, like, really popular, even longer. We, we were, like, coming off this time when, like, science was, like, super cool. And, like, we were developing so much. And, like, all of this stuff was happening. And now we're kind of in this period where it's, like, very... Like, we're stepping away from science and, like, things that were manufactured or things that were, like, engineered or considered bad. And, like, for some reason, people, like, they're stepping away from this. They want more, like, quote-unquote natural products, whatever that means. And, you know, they, they, don't, they don't want things that are, quote-unquote, engineered or, you know, designed or whatever. They want, it, they want to get back to nature, which is fine. I think that we, like, humans, we just do this. We go science, we hate science, we don't love, you know, whatever. But the interesting thing is that, like, I feel like, they're on the extreme end. There are trends now that are just like, what? Like, I mean, um, there. I saw this one where it was this guy who was literally just like getting river water and then just putting it into like a jar and then like selling it to people in San Francisco. And so this oh, yeah, raw, raw water. Yeah, raw water. And I was like, yeah. I was like, what? And you have to drink this stuff within like a month because if it doesn't, it like gets algae and then like it's yeah like because it's fucking river water yeah it's like river water and like they showed where this guy like got this stuff from and it was like literally just like a pipe out of the side of like a cliff or something not even a cliff like a ditch and i was like is that like rain is that like what what water is this and he's selling this and it's like one gallon which is four liters of water cost like i think he said twenty dollars and all he needs to do is just pay for the glass container, and he's just, like, making $20 per, per jar, and he just sits there and collects this water for free and then distributes it and charges people $20 for it. And people are like, oh, it's so much better than, like, regular water. And it's like, is it, though? Like, <laughs> like I, I don't know. Yeah, do you know? Well, let's, you... let's return to the grand days before water treatment. Yeah, exactly. So I, I feel like that, to me, that... I don't know if this guy is, like, an idiot and he's just, like, I found a way to make money. Or if he's, like, one of the most smart, like, business people ever. He's, like, I have a free product and I, I found I a way to sell think, it to, like... <laughs> I don't think those are mutually exclusive. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, he could just be, like, oh, yeah, who knows? But, like, I mean, like, part of me wonders if it's, like, if he engineered this and was, like, yeah, this is a good idea. Like, you know, I'm going to just screw people over. I have this free source of water and I'm going to just sell it as if it's like a really health, you know, healthy benefit thing. And, uh, or if it's like, or if he's just, you know, like, I don't know, I've got this water and, you know, I believe in whatever. And of course, like the, the health benefits are just like, just the quoted health benefits are just so ridiculous. And it's like, I think he's like, oh yeah, it'll help help cure diabetes i'm like i'm pretty sure it doesn't like pretty sure it could give you diabetes i don't know <laughs> anyways give you, give you dysentery <laughs> yeah or cholera or tetanus or i mean just any like there's a reason why like 
people are moving away from wells and, you know, we don't drink from just like rivers anymore. Uh, I mean, they figured, th- no offense, but they figured this stuff out in like, like zero AD, like the Romans knew about this kind of stuff. So it's like, it's kind of funny to me that like somebody's thought it's a good idea to go all the way back then. And I think, I think of this argument of like, uh, oh, well, it used to be natural. Well, like, so did your children dying and like, so did living till 30 used to be natural. Like we don't live like that anymore. It's a real, like, in the opposite end, some things like the Juicero are almost at both extremes yeah, at once. Exactly. It's like, oh, people want fresh, unprocessed juice, but they also want a really fancy gadget. Yeah, with a QR code. Like, mm. I, I get that too. That's also, and I, th- I definitely think that's true. There's some sort of like, so. I, I think that, for example, when you take a step back and look at a lot of these trends, it's like, it, it, for example, let's look at just juicing in general. Like, people have been really like, oh, ju- drinking juice is really healthy. And it, it can be if this is what your diet is or you, you somehow incorporate this in your diet. But I have a lot of friends that, like, they just drink a juice as a snack in between two meals. And if you look at the calories in these things, they they can be quite high. They can be as high as 500 calories or Oh, no, I mean, for, yeah. for, fruit, for fruit juice in general, it's easily more sugar than cola. Exactly. And so I, I kind of find it's funny that we have this perception that it's healthy, when in reality it's not. And, um, and I think that like there's a lot of things like that where you think that you're making a step that's healthy, but like in the end it might actually be worse for you. And I mean, mm. I, also, I also personally fall, fall prey to that. Um, I was just like... There's been a couple times where I come home and I'm like, you know, I'm just going to have like a simple meal and like, I'm just going to have some hummus and some cheese and, you know, maybe some crackers. And like, just the other day, I was like curious about it. So I was looking at the calories in this and it was like almost worse than if I made myself like a bowl of pasta. Like, so it's like, honestly, sometimes I think you can trick yourself into thinking that something's healthy when in reality, it's like maybe even worse for you. So it's... This idea of like going to a natural, like less processed thing, because I think can be a little dangerous. Hmm. I mean, obviously, with fruit juice and then if you mix vegetables in, you are getting certain other things like fiber. True, that's true. Yeah. But again, if you're watching your sugar, there just is a lot of sugar. That's true. Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, just be mindful of it, I think. And I think that's, mm. it's really, it just sucks because it's like another thing that you have to be mindful it's, of. It's not even an all or nothing thing. It's not like produce is like the worst thing for you, but it's yeah. also really not the best thing for you. Yeah. All right, I can talk, I, I, I know something as well that we can talk about. I've, I have something yeah. kind of embarrassing, actually. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dish. Which is, which is, okay, so as I, as I mentioned earlier, for those who don't know, I'm like writing my PhD thesis right now. And I am like, I it is, I have lunch. So the way the German schedule typically is, is that I, I start work at, at 10 p.m. Or sorry, t- sorry, 10, sorry, 10 a.m. Uh, I go to work or nine, nine to 10, somewhere around there. And then they take lunch at noon. So it's like two hours after I get there. And then basically I work from, uh, from one. So after I come back from lunch, it's a one hour lunch break. And then it's from one to seven. So it's like a really weirdly skewed kind of day schedule. 
And I'm also having problems that uh, I'm having the, uh, like, this long hour lunch break. And also, I'm, like, I'm getting up, like, right, just right before I need to go to work, or I'm, like, I don't have a lot of time in the morning. So I started getting this stuff that's, like, um, one of these, like, powdered drinks that has everything in it. So for breakfast and I'm and sometimes for lunch as well, I'm now drinking this stuff and I've always been against it. I think so in the US there's something called like Soylent is the oh, is yeah, the equivalent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's like they don't have Soylent here in Europe, but they have like something that's basically equivalent to that. And I've been like yeah, I've been drinking this stuff in the mornings and sometimes at lunch as well and just like not eating meals, which as a person that loves food, I'm like really kind of part of me is really disappointed because I'm like you're not experiencing the food but mm -hmm. in the same way like my lunch options are kind of bad and also due to time constraints my breakfast options are like I could get up earlier and do that but right now I just I don't have the time to and so I've been mm -hmm. like kind of doing this and then trying to get like proper meals at dinner and uh it's it's really interesting it's like really weird but also in the same aspect I'm like I've always been against this because I'm like, why would you ever want to replace your your meals with just a basically a terrible milkshake? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's that was the embarrassing story that I've I've started basically drinking Soylent. Also, the was funny. I love how Soylent was kind of seen as a somewhat like new revolutionary thing, but yeah. like so many companies for years. Have had meal replacement, replacement, yeah, absolutely. Replacement shakes. I mean, everybody knows SlimFast, for example, is like a is a thing. So in in, in North America, maybe it's just Canada, but there's Isogenics. I mean, there's so many more, I guess, diet focused companies that have meal replacement shakes. It's a huge business right now, I think, too, because the profit margins, I think, are huge on this, and this stuff is like it can be quite expensive. Um, mm -hmm. and like, it's really funny because like, I do have to say that like, it's, it's nice that like, I don't like right now I can write through lunch. And like, this is one of the things that they really market is that you don't need to take time to go and eat lunch. You can just keep working. And mm -hmm. for me right now, that's really convenient and uh, that's very useful. But like, I would never, if I was in a normal period of my life, if I was just like doing that, like a lunch break is something very enjoyable. Like, it's one yeah. of the, like, nice things in my life. Like, I wouldn't want to, like, ruin that by by just, like, drinking some paste and just being like, hey, like, <laughs> I can keep working now. Well, yeah, again, yeah, I think it's, a, it's, the thing like that is, again, you don't have to be on an extreme end. No. In terms of, in terms of your opinion. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, it's, it's useful sometimes. Yeah. And then, you know, that's it. Exactly. Um, and I mean, I also, I have friends of mine, which I find kind of, like, I personally find it odd, but I totally understand it. Like, I have to say that I, that there's some people I know that just, they don't, they don't like eating. They don't like food. They don't like dealing with food. They just, if, if they could press a button and never have to eat again, they would press that button. Um, and to me, I would never, ever press that button. But it's kind of funny that, like, for, for some of these people that I know that, like, things like Soylent are absolutely perfect because... They don't have any flavor, and they can just like, just drink paste, and they don't have to worry about feeding themselves anymore. Yeah. Yeah, that that is weird. I know that. See, to me, it seems like really like super like you're right. It has been around for a while, but like 
it does seem like one of these weird dystopian futures where like you just get your quantity of paste and you just drink that for like <laughs> your meal and like you don't have to worry about this anymore. <laughs> um well, well, I mean, those are the kind of people that are going to go to Mars. Yeah, that's true. It's like, okay, we need you to take no pleasure in life. <laughs> you have to just be able to, like, deal with that kind of stuff. What other things can we can we talk about? I, I like this, this topic of um, things that are both, like, they're cutting edge, but also, like, they're, people think it's, like, a move back towards nature. I, I think, for example, like, maybe, like, a natural flavoring. I think is a funny thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's sort of a funny thing, too. Because, I mean, so many natural flavors are, in a sense, like, they're essential oils, or whatever. Even if they're derived naturally, it basically doesn't matter. Because, again, they can either be synthetically made, or the equivalent can be extracted from a natural source. Yes. And I mean, but sometimes these natural sources are things that you would never, ever want to consume. Like, mm -hmm. I think I did look this up once. Maybe I should confirm this before saying it. But I know that there is a one of the artificial vanilla compounds that's in like a lot of stuff is at least used to be. I'm not sure if it still is, but used to be made from um, beaver ovaries. Oh, uh, yeah, look. There's probably a lot of organic compounds in, like, those glands. Vanillin, I think, was the name of the vanillin. Yeah, vanillin is the primary compound in vanilla. Okay. Uh, maybe just, I'm going to just try to do artificial vanilla beaver. Let's see what Snopes has to say. Uh, does your food contain beaver? Um... Let's see. Oh, man, all this privacy stuff. Okay. I can't quickly read this, so I think the answer is yes. But again, even if that's true, <laughs> that kind of doesn't bother me. You know, it's uh, like... Maybe, maybe I'm weird. No, I mean, I don't think... I think that, like, we have a mental thing against food, but, like, if we don't know where our food comes from, then, like, Obviously, we're fine with it because I feel like even if you just looked at like how any if I were to eat Doritos, for example, or like something from McDonald's, like I'm sure if I actually went through like the process of them making it step by step, there'd probably be some step where I would be like, that's just disgusting. But like, you know, if I eat a made hamburger and it's in front of me from McDonald's, I probably would eat it and be like completely fine with it. So like, like um, even, even the videos where they like try and shock you. With, like, how hot dogs or chicken McNuggets are made. I'm like, yeah, yeah that's our most white sausage. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, this is true. I mean, like, there are a lot more. Like, this this is kind of, yeah, like, there are things that you can eat that used to be very common that people have stopped eating now. But, like, mm -hmm. or maybe they eat in, like, rural parts of, of like, uh, France, for example, or something where they might eat some liver or gallbladder of some animal or whatever i don't know and like you'd never be like uh you'd never if you saw that you would just be like that's disgusting but um you know nowadays it's completely like nobody would eat that now but like back then it was completely fine and maybe it even tastes good yeah like oh yeah like with chicken mcnuggets or hot dogs 
I'm like, that's a basically mortadella, which is a very delicious, you know, Italian cured sausage. Yeah. So I'm like, you know, I don't care. Yeah. Um, or I often hear issues with uh, American cheese. Now, I agree that American cheese doesn't, like, it, it's great that it melts, but it doesn't have, like, the best taste, and I can I can definitely stand behind that. I mean, I, I like it still, but um, a lot of people I know just, they can't stand because American cheese isn't cheese. Well, I mean, it kind of is. Like, I don't know. It's like... I mean, if you like the texture of American cheese, but you don't like the flavor, maybe you should check out my video on my <laughs> culture of Pepe cheese slice. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> nice tie-in. I mean, yeah, that's the whole thing is like it's just uh it's really amazing what you can do with some chemicals. And I mean, we we might be like like we might be in echo chamber here because we both love really love like science and food and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But like I I also agree that like there's some things that maybe we don't understand that like what what they could be doing but i don't think that stopped people from doing stuff in the past well i mean like literally with processed cheese it's sodium citrate yeah which is literally sodium ions and citric acid which we already consume in abundance with no problem i one second like just a quick aside i saw on food hacks like two or three weeks ago somebody saying that you can take baking soda and you can take, I think, lime juice. And if you mix them together, you get sodium citrate. And I... I mean, I think you'll get a solution that contains sodium and citric acid ions. Yeah, but is citrate... Citric acid... Oh, I guess citric acid is hydrogen and... Okay, so then, yeah. Then if you have... is, Is citrate... But I think... Sodium carbonate, yeah, it should be a double. It should be a double bond react. Okay, so then, but, yeah, but you'll I get think, water and. But I think, I mean, maybe that would work. Huh. I have to think about that more, or like actually, re- like look to see if it's true. But I always was buying my sodium citrate, and apparently you can make it yourself, which is kind of cool. There, um, there must be something different, because I mean, I have citric acid powder also. But I guess it's not sodium citrate. Yeah. So going back to this thing about like natural and not natural stuff, I think that like this is one of the cool things about like being a food explorer and being able to do stuff like some chemicals like sodium citrate seemed like really scary to me or like I kind of didn't really understand like agar or like gelatin and this kind of stuff. And like I might have in the past been like, oh, those things are kind of just like chemicals that we put in our food. Well, like, they are, but they come from actually very natural sources. And, like, if you want to, you can make your own gelatin. Or if you want to, you can make your own, um, uh, you can actually make your own agar as well from seaweed. And, like, in fact, that might be something that you can do with your, uh, um, your centrifuge. But my point is... Agar's still fucking cheap. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Um, so I think this is kind of a funny thing as well, that, that we also, sometimes I've seen people, like, step back from chemicals... And be like, I don't want to put that in my food. I don't want to put that in my body. But like, it's probably more natural than some of the other things that you might turn to. Then you know, or it might be better than putting sugar in your body. But mm-hmm. anyways, I'll get off my soapbox, I guess. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, 
and other people just, I don't know, I guess, I think if you actually, like, look into certain ingredients and certain processes, they become a lot less weird. Yeah. I mean, it's it's always funny to me, too, because you realize at some point that, like, people came up with this stuff, like, only in the past hundred years, and it's, like, not like people were, and a lot of this stuff is even older than that, and, of course, there's a lot of new stuff, but a lot of stuff that you'd think is, like, super new and modern, for example, like, making powdered cheese or something like that, like, making craft cheese, like, that's actually from a really long time ago, and, like, you know, this is, like, I mean, I don't know, it's just interesting. Mm-hmm. It's not, like, that modern, actually, I guess is what I'm trying to get at. Well, again, the weird thing is that for industrial food or for certain other processes, a lot of this, a lot of these things are really old. I mean, take sous vide, for example. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, for, exactly. It yeah. was like for like hospital food or prison food or just food they had to make a lot of like in batches. Yeah, and it was like. I, I completely, and now it's like a modern thing and people are not, it's it's gotten a revival and people are like, oh, this is a modern thing. This is like, this is something like unique. And in reality, it's been around for, for quite a long time. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's interesting as well. I mean, I think that that's also something that like, maybe it's this current generation of people that like, and I mean, I definitely take part in this as well of like going back and finding things in the way that they used to be done and kind of trying to do this as well as like, I mean, this is also quite interesting. And uh, maybe it came from this. Maybe somebody saw that like hospitals used to do this and thought like, hey, maybe I can do this too. Or I can use this like old thing that my grandmother has that does sous vide and make a new thing out of it. Yeah, it's really, it's really also with sous vide in particular, it's about sort of miniaturizing the technology. Yeah. Because it's literally just a. A water bath. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. So, um, I think that I will need to call this podcast somewhat short today, so I'm sorry if you're enjoying this. Um, yeah, but I mean, I think this is um pretty good for us having no fucking clue what, what we're we were going, going into. We just talked about stuff for, like, I mean, I guess it's what the podcast is, but, like, we <laughs> just, like, no idea. We were trying to come up with an idea beforehand. We're like, I don't know. I don't know. Let's do something. So, yeah, if yeah. you enjoyed us aimlessly rambling, uh, leave a comment, especially if you have some actual topics or maybe something that we talked about that you'd like us to go more in-depth with. Yeah, and um, as I mentioned earlier, um, if you if you would like to contribute to the channel, which would really help us, um, our Patreon link is in the comments below somewhere. And um, definitely feel free to contribute. We both uh, will split the money for this and, you know, we can work towards getting Quinn a new mixer for his microphone. So, um, yeah, if, yeah, that's basically, I think that's it, right? Do you have anything yeah, else to and, announce? Uh, if you're listening on iTunes or SoundCloud, feel free to leave a rating and a comment and to share the podcast. Otherwise, thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye.